Opera. Hey everyone, this is Sam Briggs here with OK Opera, and I am with my lovely co-host, Nicole Wood. Hi! And we are ready to dig into John Carlo Minotti's Mall and the Night Visitors. Yes, yes, the show was absolutely amazing, and we were lucky enough to perform in front of three full houses this year at Trinity Woods Community Life Center. Well, we maxed out reservations. We had to reduce capacity to allow social distancing, obviously. But Sam, how do you think the show went? Oh, it was incredible. I think it was a bit of a shock for Tulsa Youth Opera having such big crowds and performing live in person again. Yeah, for sure. But they're such pros. I think it was a really special occasion for many of them. Yeah, so I I definitely agree with you on that. So earlier you were telling me that you actually got to be man on the street again and got to talk to some of the audience members about their favorite scenes and ask them a few fun questions. How did that go for you? Well, it's a ball for me. Uh, If there's anything I love more than a show, it's chatting up a crowd afterwards. Yeah. (laughs) I gotta say, a lot of people were really taken aback by the level of talent coming from our TYO students. Yeah, I remember my first time hearing the TYO students, and I was, my jaw was dropping, Sam, how talented these young kids are. But I'm super excited to listen to all of your Man on the Street interviews. Let's dive right in, guys. Yay, here we go. We just finished them all in the night visitors, and I am here with Kathy and Emily. Y'all, thank you so much for coming. Can you tell me who you came for? Um, Abby. Abby, shout out to Abby. Woo! Now, y'all, what was your favorite part of the evening? Oh, gosh. Um, I thought uh, the, the crazy king who couldn't hear very well and kept um, saying, huh? Like, he was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Definitely love a good Casper. <laughs> I may be joining him soon in the deaf crowd. It's, you know... <laughs> We're working with what we got. Well, okay, so what would you have all brought to the kings to give to little baby Jesus? Ooh, I don't know. What would be helpful for baby Jesus? Probably something useful like uh, blankets and diapers, maybe? I'm yes, not sure about the gold and the frankincense. Blank- I'm sure you? Mary would have been very appreciative. Right, right. Emily, what about you? What about you? It could be anything. What would you What would you bring? A nice pair of AirPods. That's what I would probably bring to little baby Jesus for the for the kings to give to little baby Jesus. Probably not. Um... <laughs> do I do I detect some sass, Miss Emily? I don't know. You might need a metal detector. But... Okay. Well, that's what you're going to give to the little baby Jesus—a metal detector. Everybody needs a metal detector. Thanks, y'all, for coming out. Well, it's a beautiful story and. The children are amazing, but the voices are the most amazing thing. They are so beautiful. They carry so much meaning and love. It was wonderful. Just seeing all the, um, I'll say young adults, I won't say kiddos, but young adults, uh, just seeing them, you know, uh, be together and actually you know, singing and then telling a story at the same time. So Yeah, they worked yeah, was, so hard on that. Yeah. Well, it's hard to uh, not think that Amal must be the uh, leader, but the three, three uh, kings were pretty special, too. They were individuals, but they were all together. I loved it. Hey, all, we're here after the second showing of Amal with... Kyle. Kyle, thanks for being on the pod. Okay, so what was your favorite part of the show? My favorite part of the show is when Amal is healed. Oh, the miracle happens. It's like 
a little overwhelming when he yeah. starts to walk again. It is. It's so great. And it and it just kind of captures like the story and him going to see Jesus. It's such a great thing. Speaking of little baby Jesus, what would you bring? The kings, they bring gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but what are you thinking? I guess I'd bring my voice and sing for Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Are you willing to babysit for Mary while you sing? Yes. I okay. would watch Jesus lovely, lovely. probably. I mean, you would expect that he'd be a perfect kid. Yeah. You know, he's God. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got a leg up on everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the pod. My favorite part was the part with the uh, boy when he saw the star. Because he was funny when he lied to his mom. Hey, all. It's Sam with OK Opera. And I am here today with... Vicky. Vicky, thanks so much. Um, we are just outside of our second performance of a mall, and is it okay if I ask you a couple questions? Sure. Can I ask you what your favorite part of this evening was? Uh, the king singing. A beautiful singing, right? Yes. Shout out to all of our three kings. Yes. Great job, boys. Um, if you were on your way to visit little baby Jesus, what would you bring him? A swaddle blanket. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. I'm sure Mary would appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, thanks so much, Vicky. I hope uh, you have a, a great epiphany. Thank you. Oh, I, what an enjoyable show. I mean, the talent of the cast is amazing. Um, this, everything about it, the sound quality, the lighting, um, it was just a fabulous show. I, I enjoyed the music so much. Hey, y'all, it's Sam with OK Opera, and I'm here with Harper, who played Amal's Brothers. Y'all, give a shout out. What are your names? Maxwell White. Pete White. It's so good for you to be on the podcast. So tell me, what was your favorite part of the show? Probably when um, Casper, like, kept going, eh? When... <laughs> Can't hear very well that Casper can he? No. Not quite. What about you? Um, the part where Casper's at the door, and then he waves and them all immediately shuts the door. Yes. That's always my favorite part. It always makes me belly laugh. Now, in the story, the kings have all this gold that the mom tries to take. What would you all have spent that money on? Probably food and firewood. Food and firewood? That, what, that's not much fun. Anything more fun? Uh, they didn't have a lot, did they? they were pretty no. Poor. Uh, actually, cattle. Oh. You, to farm. You might be a future shepherd, just so you know. <laughs> what about you? Um, half for the poor and the rest for video games. Yes, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Well, none of it for food. We all. Mason, <laughs> That's Mason, y'all. He's running around. He's having fun. Hey, y'all. We just wrapped up a mall, and I'm here with. Uh, Lorelai Eiffel. Lorelai. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Ashley. Ashley. Andy. Andy. Thank you all so much for coming to the show. First, want to ask, did you come for anybody special you want to give a shout out to? Yes, uh, Nico. Nico. Yeah. Melchior. All righty, all righty. Yeah. Melchior's got some fans in the house. Yeah. <laughs> well, so let me ask you, what was each of your favorite parts tonight? I, I loved the mom's attitude. She just nailed that role, and you could tell she... She had a, a knack for it. <laughs> kind of an old soul, right? Yes. She knew what she was getting into with this overworked mother. Yeah. Anybody else? My favorite part was when Amal kept asking the questions and the king couldn't hear him. Yes. Yeah. The story is about some kings taking gifts to little baby Jesus. Do you know what you would like to take to little baby Jesus? It could be anything. Uh. An iPad. <laughs> AirPods. What, was, what did you get for Christmas this year? <laughs> Just hand it over to little baby Jesus. <laughs> 
I know. I know. It's not very funny. I would bring him a baby blanket. No. Yes. yes. <laughs> he <laughs> needs it. Yeah, it's yeah. cold in the manger. Yeah. Uh, well, and maybe a pacifier. I feel like I use those a lot. Totally. Totally. I love it. Look, it's expensive these days. Oh my gosh, Sam, those were all so fun and sweet. Sounds like those kings really stole the show this year. That Casper. What are we going to do with him? I have no idea. But truly, Bravo's all around, right? Yes, for sure. And actually, I know someone who got to work with the kings and all the wonderful TYO kids firsthand. Mm -hmm. And I got the honor to interview her and get behind the scenes look at how one stages a TYO production. And I think you actually know her, Sam. Or, well, at least I hope you would. We only literally work with her every day. Wait a minute. You can't be serious. Are you talking about the one and only Danny Kyle? <laughs> she is only one of the best people ever. Let's take a listen to everything she has to say. Do it. Here we go. Hi, Danny, and welcome to the show. Well, a little bit different welcome, but welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. It's good, different to be here. Yeah, for sure. So now for those of you who do not know Danny, she is usually our podcast director and editor, but Sam and I talked her into getting into the hot seat for an interview, and I cannot be more excited to pick her brain about Amal, because like many people at Tulsa Opera, we wear very many hats, and she was actually the stage director for Amal and the Night Visitors. I know it's so much fun. Being a stage director is one of my favorite hats that I put on. So let's dive right in, shall we? So Danny, how did you get into stage directing? Well, I've been involved in theater my whole life. I literally was in a mime show at five years old. (laughs) (laughs) I went to college to be a high school drama teacher, and I spent several years directing young adults in theater, but I felt really burned out with the education system. So I went back to graduate school thinking that I would be a college professor. And in graduate school, my friends there helped me discover that in my heart, I was a director. I love being in the rehearsal hall. I love that. Shout out to those friends. They were amazing to see that in me. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's about being in a creative environment and really bringing out the best in the artists in the room. Mm-hmm. So I live for that kind of process. I've been a, a freelance director for about a decade before coming to the opera full time. Okay. And actually Tulsa Opera was my first stint working in opera. I was a oh, really? stage director for Faust in 2017 and... Aaron roped me in gladly yeah. to directing the school tour and the Tulsa Youth Opera shows. I love that. I love that. So is there a significant difference between working with kiddos and adults? What's really striking is how much it's the same. Artists, no matter their experience or their age level, I mean, really people in general, you want to feel supported and comfortable, especially in a creative process. So... Oh, for sure. A huge part of my effort is to make a space for being open and encouraging, taking creative risks. And one way I do that with young singers, because I'm the adult in the room, is to explain that I don't have all the answers, but we're on a journey together. We're going to find the answers in rehearsal. Mm -hmm. 
the thing with the students at TYO that's really different for them, because they're super talented, they've been in dance and theater and chorus, but this might be their first time being in opera, and we're doing all of those skills all together. So Erin and I... Um, I, we work to make the rehearsal process a chance to learn the foundational opera skills. So we take time to explain like why we're making certain choices and how that staging might be similar the next time they do an opera production. Yeah. And it's so crazy how some of these kids have literally never done opera before. And they're basically like professionals by the time they come out of the mall, I feel like. So... Danny, I know you were telling me the other day that you staged this show in literally just four rehearsals. Like, for one, do you sleep? And two, <laughs> how did you even begin to accomplish all of that so quickly, especially coming out of the holidays and all that fun stuff? Well, I definitely prioritize my eight hours <laughs> of sleep. I really do think that you have to take care of yourself to bring your best self into the rehearsal room. Exactly, exactly. But in terms of getting it all done so quickly, I plan and plan and plan so much ahead of time. With the singers, we block the show. That means planning where they stand and when they move very quickly. And then we can go back and add the details and and clean up things. So the first time through is like, creating a skeleton that we can build upon with more details, deeper emotions and all of Mm -hmm. that. But the great thing with kids is they really are fast learners. So the other thing is our dancers worked with the choreographer Kara Steger for just a couple hours and you can see how quickly they learn because that whole dance. A couple hours? Only a couple hours? I think she had two hours with them on the first day and an hour and 15 minutes on the second day. That is truly, truly insane, Danny. One of my personal favorite scenes in the show is the fight scene when the page catches the mother stealing the gold. So I would love to hear more about how you guys created that moment. Oh, yes. Fight choreography is so fun and creative. Now, I am nowhere near an expert, but I was lucky (laughs) for real. Fight choreography is a lot, but I was lucky enough to take a course in grad school and some workshops here and there. The first thing about staging a fight is to know that it just has to be choreographed step by step for safety. And that step by step tells the story. So I planned a couple of simple combat moves that I felt comfortable teaching to Aurora, who played the page, and then Claire and Harper, who were the mother and Amal. Um, So we tried out all these moves without music, just to see how they played in their bodies. Yeah, These moves really involve that the person who is getting hurt or has the violence like acted on them can sell it in a way that the violence is real. Their reaction to being hurt is really important. So from that, playing around with those moves, we selected punches and pulling that we could set out step-by-step to where it happened in the music. But huge bravo to these young women who were able to sing that difficult music and perform the choreography safely. And they just really acted that moment so well. We focused a lot on that in rehearsal because it's such a critical moment in the yeah. show, too. Well, and it I really hope is. it was worth it. No, it definitely was worth it. And you could definitely see all the hard work 
and dedication that was put into that moment. I have one more question for you, Danny, and then I will send you back to behind the scenes where I know you love to be. Oh my gosh, yes, please, because I don't miss performing at all. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if our audience remembers, but Amal is an annual production here at Tulsa Opera, so we do it every year around January. Uh, So when you begin to work on Amal next year, do you have any plans to change anything like specific, like you want to do differently? Oh, sure. I hope to get more creative with staging the chorus, giving them places to react and add character. Mm-hmm. But what I really learned this year was to just be more open to the energy of the cast. Yeah. So each year we might have different principal characters and I came in this year planning to restage some moments just the way I did last year. But the energy of the character was different because of what the different performer brought to it. So knowing this for next year, I think I'm going to be more open to changes earlier in the rehearsal I think that's a great thing about you know doing an annual show each year you know it's the same show but it's a little bit different because there's different kids and different scenes and all that kind of stuff I cannot wait to see all the fabulous changes next year because I'm sure it will be spectacular because you and Aaron are chef's kiss thank you so much Danny for your time and I will catch you later like probably tomorrow yeah I will (laughs) I will catch you later pretty soon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye, Danny. Oh, I love Danny. She just brings so much energy and I positivity know, to I everything. Know. She is she literally does. the best. I'm honored to be her assistant. I've literally been working with her from day one as an intern and definitely got blessed in that department. So. You guys work so well together. I'm just lucky to be in the yeah, same Zoom room with her every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Nicole, Danny will actually be directing this year's opera on tour show, Sid the Serpent, oh which our next gosh, podcast will dive I'm into. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. There might be a host of OK Opera No big deal. <laughs> Definitely not me, guys. Definitely no not me. No big deal. No big deal. <laughs> But yeah, I think the plan is to be hopefully live in person and we'll be touring across Oklahoma. And uh, yeah, the podcast yes, will have a lot I of fun know, stories to share. And I am so looking forward to seeing that come together. And speaking of in-person and virtual things, I do have to say, in case y'all haven't heard the news, sadly, we do have to postpone Emmeline this year because our concerns about health and safety for our company, the artists, and the audience. But on the plus side, we will have Tobias Pickers and Maline to look forward to for our next season. And it'll actually be a super special season because it'll be our 75th anniversary. I think it's going to be really special. And when Emmeline does make it to the stage, it's going yeah, to be it's a gonna fantastic trial. Chef's kiss. <laughs> 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 but for now, y'all, that's going to wrap us up for this episode of OK Opera. Hopefully those Let's kings hope, made Sam. it to that little Let's baby hope. Jesus. <laughs> we'll be back next time with our continued exclusive behind the scenes looks at all, all of right, Tulsa Opera's upcoming later. events. We are out. OK Opera. Bye. OK Opera. <laughs> <laughs>